Your name's not Dan, you're not coming in. So, Sean, um, you've hosted so many different DJs playing so many different styles of music over the years. What is your favourite vibe, uh, your favourite music to host to? What what really gets you going on a night? Um, I think I've been conditioned into building things up. So, like, for instance, when, you, when we were doing... Um, techno drum and stuff like that you'd have like techno and trance at the beginning of the night so then i like my techno and like my trance as long as the, if the trance is fat i'm in it um so that'll kind of be my get me going do you know what i mean um and then that'll until we get up to the to the harder jocks do you know what i mean um then then i suppose like at festivals and stuff I kind of like it to have a groove, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd like, I'd like my mid-tempo techno and house, tech house, even a little bit of drum and bass. Do you know what I mean? If I'm in the right right mood for it, the crowd are up for that. Do you know what I mean? It's the, the right environment. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's about, for me, I mean, I, I like it all. So at a festival, there's kind of times, there's times for stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I kind of tend, kind of tend to adapt to to to, to whatever. Um, I'm there because I'm into it. Do you know what I mean? So it's just a case of just um, I kind of like it all, but yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, yeah, there's a time and a place for everything. Do you know what I mean? That's how I look at it, especially with the MC. And it's not MC isn't for everything. Do you know what I mean? There are times that the MC will work and times that it, it won't work. And uh, if you're at a festival, mainly that's going to be the best times for me as such because there's going to be lots of those times when it can work. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I think that's the best answer I can give you on that. Well, you're a legendary MC in the techno sweatboxes. Uh, yeah, yeah. For one, John Lennon asks if you preferred playing on main arenas or in those sweatbox rooms. Um, I don't I ain't gonna lie to you. I love going on main stage. Do you know what I mean? It's a big show off thing, and um, especially if it's a jock that I that who who I like and I know what they're gonna play, and we know what the mission is. Um, but going back to that, um, so yeah, they're good. I mean, but okay, that again is a case of you you have to let me know exactly what's going on before I can go and do a main stage thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, who's else is gonna be there? What time do you want me on? And then I have to sit down and think about whether or not I want to deal with that. A, a, a small what, club. What, what would you? What are the considerations there? I don't know. It's just I don't know. I mean, nowadays, I mean, I did. I'm I'm crap at making decisions nowadays. Do you know what I mean? You ask me. You to, don't I have mean, to. No, but, well, yeah, people people give me bookings. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but even then, it's crap. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, it, I suppose um, after my little boy, um, after I stopped going doing lots of parties, when my little boy was was um, was born. I um, I I couldn't make decisions as to whether because I didn't know what my head was going to be like in a month's time to go and do a gig. Do you know what I mean? I must probably make my mind up the night before. Do you know what I mean? If I want to go to do that part, or even do you know what I mean? Because I, I don't know. It's not like before where I had an agent or I had a diary and I could fill them out because that was my life. Do you know what I mean? Um, now it's a case of yeah, 
how do I, am I going to feel back then? What's going on? Do you know what I mean? Because I've got family and stuff to deal with. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's a, it really is a case of how I'm, how I'm feeling. Uh, do you know Did having a child change your, it sounds like it changed your entire approach it, to the job. Well, it's not a job, is it? I mean, that's the point. Did it, yeah, yeah. Did but it, then, it changed. You then moved it away from being a job. Yeah, it was, it was, it was my everything, Raven. Do you know what I mean? It was, that's all I did. Do you know what I mean? For, for years, every weekend, I'd go out and stuff. Um, but I had no girlfriend, no kids, no nothing. And then um, the little boy came along and you don't know how much time you need to put into that, into having a, looking, looking, looking after a kid. But, as, but every year as he got older, you, you realise that you need more and more and more and more time. It was like, well, I can't really be living how I was living before. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not possible. You know hold, on. Have a hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're <laughs> telling me they need more the older they get. Oh yeah. <laughs> until until they turn and say to you, I don't need you though. What are we talking about? Get that's out of my room. Yeah, that's the dream. I can't believe yeah. that it takes more. I mean, I didn't know it could be more effort than looking after a fucking more, toddler. Do you know what I mean? So so I kind of thought, well, because it's just it's me at the end of the day. I'm, I'm, if I'm going to go out and do your party, I'm chucking myself in fully. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's going to take me days to recover afterwards. So, um, so because of because of how I do things, I can't. I couldn't do the two. So I kind of stepped back and looked after the. And how did it up. change in terms of the bookings that you would take? Um, well, that all changed because everything then became a bit closer to home. So I would do it. I'd do a gig if I could, if it's going to take me 40 minutes to get home, something like that. Do you know what I mean? If it's not too far from, from my house. Do you know what I mean? Because I still like going out. Uh, yeah, but I've seen like... you I've seen you in Birmingham last year. That's not 40 Yeah, but that... Minutes, that you're driving that, like I mean, an absolute madman. That, that's an exception. That's an exception. That, and that's from... That's, that's only because of Ollie Thumper. Do you know what I mean? That's the only reason why that, that's happening. But outside of that, I haven't been anywhere else long distance do you know what i'm saying i'd uh let me think i think the furthest i might get to is plymouth or uh bristol now do you know what I mean? or if it's a chapel of chaos birmingham but it's literally because it's ollie thumper that i'm there right. so he kind of asked me to go down and do that and i said yeah i mean and again it's because of scorps do you know what i'm saying because he's like i think you're gonna like this place ribsy <laughs> I've been down there and it's like, yep, it's yep, it's definitely definitely something. I'm like, all right, okay. So I went down it was definitely something. Oh, it is definitely so, yeah. something. Yeah. Um so you I mean it is very much in the mould of some of those old sweat boxes, isn't it? It's uh sort Absolutely. Of it's a hundred people or hundred and twenty people or whatever. Yeah. Um and it's low ceiling um bouncing around like big yeah, boys. Yeah. So serious rig. Yeah. Even with turntables, do you know what I'm saying? Even with vinyl turntables in there, it's a serious rig. So that's that goes to show. And what what is it about your character? Do you think that drew you to those particular vibe parties, the small, grimy sweat boxes? Um, I think as I wasn't, it was I don't know. It, it's it, it's the people, man. Do you know what I mean? They are they are welcoming, and they they want to see you there, and they they welcome you in, and they they they're, they're there for the same reason what you are. Do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how many times you've seen them, but you what you can always get on the floor with them guys. And so it's definitely the people. Um, 
otherwise you wouldn't if, if you couldn't if, you, if people got on your nerves you wouldn't go would you no. so it's definitely the people well, um but but um but then that's that's been that's been the pattern ever since i got into harder the harder side of techno do you know what i mean it's because i i was i got um because that kind of stemmed off the back of techno drove and then i got asked to do north because mc easy was 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 emigrating to australia do you know what i mean and so they needed an mc so they asked me if i'd go in and do that so that's how that came about do you know what i mean and then and that was a sweat box as well but it's that enthusiasm and everyone being enthusiastic about the music and just like just going for it do you know what i mean i think for me that's well, it's what, not tra- it's not a transient fan base, is it? And actually, that's what I've been um, in. What I was interested by, I think, is with the reaction to you, but also the reaction to Scorpio, is that the there's a the people who liked it 25 years ago still like it today because yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. something you just fall into and fall out of, which you probably no. could say about sort of more accessible rave music like Happy Hardcore or drum and bass you know it's, it's... yeah well, well back in the day for me those 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 hardcore heads those gabber heads didn't just listen to that they listened to everything else it's i think they were like the one they were the, the one type of raver that listened to every listen to everything else but you can go to a drum and bass night and you can guarantee they to listen together you can go well, to i mean they might night. not even listen to certain types of drum and bass yeah, exactly. But these boys listen to it all. Now, I don't know if that's the case now because you can literally, there's like a world of of, of hard techno out there now. Do you know what I mean? It's just like you can have rooms of it. Do you know what I mean? Um, so they could literally just, that's all they do now. But back then, it was a case of there was that and everything else because we had the back room, don't forget. Do you know what I mean? So you, you, you were always and you were always hearing what's going on because you have to go for the drum and bass arena or for the happy hardcore arena or you might venture into the house arena that they had down the way but chances of them fetching the gather room would be zero <laughs> i remember um i mean even the differences between happy hardcore and 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 drum and bass i because I, when i first got into hardcore it was it was on its heart it was shit it was dead it was like in the bottom room at bagley's you know uh room five real bagley's yeah yeah and i used to go oh, i used to go in there because it was so hot and i'd be going in the in the peak of summer i'd like go wearing a pair of tracky bottoms and i would strip off so i'd be wearing a pair of shorts and a uh, like a singlet and a cap and white socks i i must have looked like an idiot but anyway which goes on to my point so i, I me and my mates were all into hardcore we were like should we go in the drum and bass room, man? Should we go in the oh, Yeah, we'll go and check out. We'll go and check out. Yeah, yeah. Walked into the drum and bass room and I'm dressed like this with me singlet, me shorts, me cap and me socks. And some bloke who's dressed all in machino. So he's like a proper sort of jungle garagey type, you know, all in machino, like yeah. a, 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 like the same shirt, the same jeans, you know, it's the same pattern. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he looked me up and down and he went, what the fuck do you look like? <laughs> He had a point. I mean, he had a point, and uh, I just, I just went, sit to my mate again. I went, should we go back in the hardcore room? Yeah, let's go back <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah. nice in there. Everyone, no one gives a fuck what you're so, wearing. No, in so there. there you go. There you go. So that that that's, that's my that's, that answers my point. It's the people in it. Yes. If that guy was cool to you, you would have hung out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. and to be honest, I think that like I do really like jungle. <clears throat> do, do I really love drum and bass and jungle? rave no no i don't not in the same way like i, I re- like but i really like the music i, I really yeah. like the music 
but but the it's for me histo- historically hardcore has been a, like the people have been just sound and they smile everyone right. smiles and i think that that is it, i think it's about your personality isn't it and my yeah I've, I've been, i went to a club in london uh once recently a couple of years ago now and i was smiling on the microphone in this club and this garage mc comes to me and says you smiling for <laughs> people don't trust when you smile you know all right okay <laughs> i'm surprised he didn't ask you what it was What's that thing you're doing? What's that? They teeth. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was having a go at me for smiling behind the on wow. the mic, which is a strange one. Probably weird. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Wow. Like put you on a bad one. Um, and Stuart Hughes asks, as we're as we're on the sort of the the, the sweat box discussion, he, Stuart Hughes asks, how hard can ribs go? Uh, loft groove the hard. He's got HMS hard. Message so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, Helmut Lichtenstein asks, how was it emceeing for Loft Groover's speed course set? It says that ribs suited that genre perfectly. Very cranium shattering dog's bollocks. Yeah, it was it was properly over the top, and it? I mean, it, well, I say properly over the top. It was, um, I had a mission. I had a mission. The mission was to hit every beat. <laughs> That's a lot of beats. Yeah. <laughs> and then make sure the stuff on the breakdown, well, whatever breakdown you got. So, in terms of that, like, do you like speedcore? As, as the first question. No, 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 it's not mine. No, I mean, no, no. no okay, no, but that's fine. Opinion. It's fine. Yeah. Now, even even you who likes everything doesn't need to like everything. You no, know that that's no. absolutely fine. People do like it, right? That that that's fine. It's not very musical. I think we can both agree on that. I, I just it's it's too too much for me. I like I got to about two hundred, and that's about my limit, really, in terms of what I can. Sort of. Well, I've been I've been going through some vinyl recently and pulling out like old techno and and, and old you know, old techno and some old trance. Dude, that was really fast. 150 BPM, some of that stuff. Do you know what I mean? And it's I not really like, fast, is it? Compared to like that's half the speed well, of loft groove. It's, yeah, but it's it's still fast. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> it's still fast. Um, but yeah, recently I've been kind of. Cranking my techno at about 135, 140. It's, and it's a good pace. It is a good skanking pace. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you do kind of sit in a groove on it. Um, I don't necessarily play it at that fast. Well, in terms of in terms of loft groove, and you and you, you know, in, in HMS, and you've done some of those sets. Um, the the reason you believed yourself to be a, a skilled MC is partly over the years is because you know the tunes. If yeah. you don't like those tunes, you don't know those tunes. Does that pose no. a problem? I don't think I'd be emceeing for you if I didn't like your tunes. No, but you're not. You, you've emceed for HMS Loft Groove and you don't like that sort of music. So, so uh, well, no, 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 but that, it's not a case of not liking. Um, I think you're kind of missing the point a little bit. It's it's a party. Um, and normally he's on near the end. Do you know what I mean? If you've got him in the middle. Um, yeah, but you won't know his tunes, will you? Because you're not into speed. No, but, you, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'll be. But it wasn't, it's not speed core, though, was it? It wasn't, God, it, it kind of did the head. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, it, it weren't like that, man. Do you know what I mean? It was like a different, there's time you just had to just step back and let them get, let them get on with it sometimes. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, you couldn't do. But you or just wait for the, for the barrage of beats to stop. You're like, right, okay, there's a break. Let me give it a see if anyone's still out there. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, but but then, depending on the night, you were in it. 
Because okay. you, you kind of built up to it. Do you know what I mean? Also, um, we kind of developed skanking. So even though the tunes were going like racing along, you'd hit the half beat. So you then get like a, a skank going on. Do you know what I mean? So that's how you could maintain a night. Right. Do you know what I mean? But if you wanted to then go out and then try and hit a big beat, then <laughs> go for it. Do you know what I mean? Cy Rose asks a question about techno rooms at events. Um, and he says, do you think a lot of the techno rooms at events, which often had poor sound and setups, were seen as an afterthought uh, to pull in a few more people through the door by promoters? And do you think that some, a lot uh, of UK promoters didn't really respect we, the harder styles and crowds that followed it? In that we used to um, we used to get a bit of a raw deal in the back rooms all the time. Do you know what I mean? And all we wanted to do is go and have a party, but then you'd have to go and deal with needle jumping or no needle. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it, no lights sometimes. But I think that's what that's what we just kind of just thought right. Okay, we went and, and and did the best of what we had, what we were given. And, and over time, when people kind of realised all those rooms started getting more popular, um, then we started getting better. I mean, that's why certain things like uh, Technodrome was good, because they gave us a decent rig and decent setup. Do you know what I mean? Um, Dreamscapes, they were good because we had a decent rig and decent setup. So you, um, uh, who else was there? It was those ones that, that actually gave us I mean, they just, they gave us the rig and they gave us drinks and stuff even. Do you know what I mean? They practically used to did, give us drinks. Did, did Murray and Dave like that music or did they just respect the fact that everyone should be playing on a decent system and being treated like it? They, uh, well, I think they kind of just respected all angles of, of the scene and they needed, they wanted to represent that. Do you know what I mean? So, but they met us and thought that we were, we were cool because they just used to leave us to get on with it. Take us to the room, they'd come and say hi. At the beginning of the night, do you know what I mean? Uh, show us where our drinks and stuff were, because you used to get drinks and shit back then. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's all there. Come and make sure we were cool. Make sure the rig was all right for us. Make sure everything was good, and then we just got on with it. And then they'll come up, they'll pop up every now and again, and everyone will be jumping. They'll be happy. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's just a case of they, they were just making sure that they um, represented all. All, all the genres within the scene that they were in. Is there, I mean, you know you like all sorts of music, but is there any kind of rave music that you don't like? And, I, and I, the reason I asked this is that there was a listen to a FUBAR set uh, that you were on. Is that up in Scotland? Um, and right. Is it in Scotland? I guess it is. I, um, yeah, sounds, I think FUBAR was, yeah, that's an old school name. FUBAR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were playing a trance core set and it was great. And then all of a sudden the music's gone down and they bring in the intro and you obviously know what it is. You you can obviously tell it, it's quite a cheesy happy car. I can't remember what tune it was, but you went changing up the styles now, bringing in some happy <laughs> hardcore style. Not quite sure why. Uh, and, and it was like, you didn't need to say it, but the disdain in your voice was clear. Um, and well, and I, I can appreciate that you're going from a music that you, that is like you're having a good time to someone that's like... But the reason I ask is, did, did you really like a lot of where Happy Hardcore ended up towards the 90s? Because that's it seems like perhaps you didn't. Um, it got to a point where uh, there's too many breakdowns for me. Yeah, granted, them breakdowns suited your lyrical MC. I'm not a lyrical MC, do you know what I mean? So I, end up, I will be repeating myself like X amount of times in one tune. So it doesn't really 
work for me. Do you know what I mean? I could, I, I get caught in the grooves, walking through, walking through the, um, walking through the, walking through the room, and stuff. But it just got to a point where, I suppose it, it got to a point where, um, it, it's the music changed. I suppose to fit the MC and the MC, and that wasn't for me. I mean, like, I, I get asked to do. I mean, like, I emceed for Whiskid. It seems like ages ago now. Uh, oh, recently, it seems I'm at the beginning of last year, I think, for Mark Smith's birthday. That was brilliant. Do you know what I mean? But I can't do that every weekend or every gig. I don't mind doing a one off kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just fun. Did you? I asked MCMC this because he he didn't he didn't really like where hardcore went towards the end of the nineties, and he was you know he was like it was a shame that the scene split, but it was it was unavoidable because yeah. it was changing so so vastly from what it was. Um, do you? As an MC, because you're not creating music. I mean, a lot of the DJs no. are producers too. So it's like, well, I make what I play, right? So that's... Yeah. Whereas an MC, obviously, you don't do that. You have no power. Did you feel powerless over the fact that, oh, God, there's so many breakdowns in here. It's not really suiting me. And I don't... Well, I mean, the thing is, I, I didn't have to be there. Do you know what I mean? I didn't have to be there. So, I mean, I, and I liked other things. So that's why I kind of had other things. Do you know what I mean? So you kind of got... So... Um, I can't even. Yeah, I had other things, so I didn't really. I, I, I didn't really, didn't really bother me too much because I listened to techno, listened to jungle. I like my techno, I like my jungle, I like my tech house, I like my house. Do you know what I mean? I like my electro, I like the broken beats. I liked it all. So if Happy Hardcore wanted to go down that road, great. Okay, cool, not a problem, because I, I like this too. Do you know what I mean? If I'm out at a rave. And I'll get on a happy hardcore stage and have a little jig around. Do you know what I mean? I ain't got a problem with it. It's just, uh, and I might jump in the mic and have a, a shout here or there um, um, if, if I'm offered it. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not going to manage doing it all night anymore because it ain't really me. There's a scene now. There's other there's other MCs that can do that. Your your Storms, your Watsies, your your Miss um, Kids. Do you know what I mean? That's what they do. So, like, and it's it's nice to be asked to go and do that because just out of respect, because it's like it's ribs, and that's they know that's where I've come from. That main stage, high energy thing. Do you know what I mean? So, so, so I'd, I'd always go and and grace it and stuff, but I wouldn't necessarily, um, and I wouldn't necessarily go and do a whole night of it. It's about a pressure. It's about a roar. You're listening to the 90s Rave Podcast with me, Tom Latcham, interviewing MC Ribs. If you want to get in touch with us, hello at the 90s Rave Podcast.co.uk. You can help us be funded at gofundme.com forward slash the 90s Rave Podcast. And you can follow us on all your social media channels. And there's loads of stuff going on. So why not join the community? So, Sean, um, You've played with all the DJs, basically. Which are the DJs that you most enjoyed playing with and why? Um, I liked... Uh, I liked a lot of the techno jobs, like your Trevor Rockliffe's, Colin Dow's, Colin Favors, uh, Dave Angel's. Kind of like that, because it's just some groove stuff and I could just talk my way through it. Do you know what I mean? 
and I'm just glad to have a good time with that. Um, with regards to um, hardcore DJs, um, it would be um, it would be DJ Scorps would be one of the tops on, up there, um, and then. Uh, obviously, Luke. Then there'll be different level Luke jocks. Is, you know Luke I mean? is producer, by the way, if you don't know. Luke. Yeah. Then there'll be like good party jocks, like um, Jay Prescott was good. Um, Worm Horizon was good. Do you know what I mean? Um, Addiction, um, Tones, or Tones. Um, they're, they're they're all really good jocks. Technically good jocks. Do you know what I mean? That breakdown is where you expect that breakdown to be. Do you know what I mean? The chin kicks off when you expect. So. Those guys, um, and then I quite liked a lot of because I because I got the beginning because I, I used to get to the part at the beginning of the night. I used to quite like a lot of the, the jocks who played at the beginning of the night because they were pulling out tunes. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, because because do you know what I mean? They're in a good position, pull out tunes. So and then the, the, you're you're helping them, and they're helping to, to get the things going. Do you know what I mean? So. It, um, and then I suppose for the bigger parties, I mean, I was I've, I've been really really spoiled with things like Universe and Fantasia because you get to MC for some like Carl Cox and Groove Vida and all these all these people. Do you know what I mean? It's like that wouldn't happen now. Do you know what I mean? Um, so uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, those are a couple that, that stick out initially, uh, and then there are other jocks that who do like um techno nights in plymouth and, and exeter and stuff who i like to go and mc for because that's just another uh, just a different level altogether again do you know what i mean so yeah so there's a, there's a very very good variation there's some tech house jocks that i like to mc for who are local to me here do you know what i mean i go down and do their nights and so it's just it doesn't always have to be like a big party or main stage you know I mean? It's just got to be a good job playing good tunes. Well, you've talked about your favourite raves that you played at over the years. Are there any raves that you just didn't didn't like? You just thought this is shit, or I hate this, or I don't like the promoter, whatever. Like, is there any raves that you just thought, nah, they're really not my vibe? I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, Geezer, you wouldn't be going to a party if you felt like that. Anyway, but then again, you might not have known that until you got there. But there was one party that I went to that. Um, and I think it might have been the party that made me realise that one party, one party a weekend, sure. Do you know what I mean? And it was like I'd done three gigs this weekend, and two of them were in the southwest, and the other one was up north somewhere. Do you know what I mean? So two like I don't know, half an hour, twenty minutes away from each other, both ran by the way, and then I jump in the car, hour and a half, get down to this party. And um, yeah, man, it was a bit of an eye opener. The stage was like overrun with people. The, the tent was flapping around because it was raining. Do you know what I mean? Um, and back then, um, crack cocaine had just come about and that stunk out the stage. Right. Do you know what I mean? So that kind of just kind of made me feel a little bit uneasy. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of left that not feeling like I'd done it any justice. Do you know what I mean? I, I just kind of walked away. Going, what the fuck? I didn't feel like I'd done it. I did a good job, um, and I wasn't happy with the surroundings. Do you know what I mean? 
and and I think it will all cut that leaving two good parties and then driving for a couple of hours to to something and it wasn't what you kind of expect it just kind of made it not um not a good experience for me so you sound um and I, I don't take this wrong way because I don't mean it that way from what I know of you what little I know of you you sound quite sensitive um and that's not a bad thing like that's that, right. that, that you know and particularly it's it's quite rare among MCs um but you know you seem quite sensitive and there was a period you know so you would have been at Quest uh, doing a residency and there was a period in the mid 90s I'm not saying it happened at Quest but those sort of events up north in the Midlands where there were gangs and that sort of stuff Birmingham had a lot of problems with gangs and crack cocaine yeah. and that sort of stuff how did you feel about being as you are a sensitive soul who doesn't like the smell of crack cocaine, how did you? Uh... No, 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 don't get me wrong. It went... <laughs> oh, he loves it. No, he loves crack cocaine. Oh, what? Dave, go get it, man. I'm taking the picture for you, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm, 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 I'm sort of being serious. I'm, you know, I'm it, just it, giving, I'm just giving, I just, just, you've, you've even got, you've got, you've got smell of vision now. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm giving you what <laughs> the smell of the aroma of doing. I environment. wouldn't know what it smelled like, Sean. No, I, I've know, lived okay. a saintly very, life. Very good, very good. It's, it's very chemically, but it was a kind of, it was a weird. I, d I do really. I'm sort of just yeah, saying yeah, that. There you go. Anyway. So you know what i'm talking about it was just it was just just very strange but, but, but there were gunshots going off in 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 raves around about that era in sort of that mid 90s period of you know the northern or sort of midlands jungle raves fabian groove i talked to us to about it you know they were like people were letting off guns into the into the roof Dude, and well all that I, I, I ain't gonna lie to you i never had any guns going off right do you know what i mean in in, in my time of going out now i um didn't i didn't even see any trouble but i was again proper naive do you know what I mean I would go out go on the stage do my thing all night because it was just me and you guys do you know what I mean and then I would leave get paid and go home that's what I would do do you know what I mean I did have someone threaten to pull a gun on me once uh, um uh and it was when I just Who? you don't I'm, have to name I'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna what, I'm, like... not even gonna, I'm not even gonna tell you what part of the country I was in was it, who, no, but who who did it? Like it was uh, like a raver, or was it what? Uh, it, it was another MC. What? Yeah, yeah, and I, and I it's it was when I'd kind of just started going out. Um, I'd moved down to Bristol at the time, and I just started going out to other areas. Um, and I was on stage, meet Eager Beaver. Do you know what I mean? Do my my little wiggle, to do stage. You know what I mean? Getting into it and stuff, and. I don't know he just kind of just said this thing like it's my territory be careful you know i'll shoot you something like that and i was like good thing i'm only here for the night do you know what i mean and i did my thing and i left uh, we became good mates after that lovely guy lovely guy yeah yeah <laughs> we, became, we became really good friends do you know what I mean? we're still good friends now to this very day but yeah that that was the first conversation i had with that wow. person how did you feel when someone when when someone actually threatened to, to shoot you for basically just doing your job uh i kind of i can't i don't know it's a bit of a weird thing really it's like you're telling me like, a bit like well he just threatened to shoot me. really <laughs> But then, then, then I just kind of just looked at it, really, and go, well, I'm only here for the night. I'm not, I'm not here to take take your world. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna do this and and leave. Uh, and so that's what I did. Sir, <laughs> yeah. Sir quickly, okay, I won't be back. Thank you. Bye. Right, yeah, it's like got to change my trousers when I got in the car. 
I mean, it's like, fuck. Put so my colours out. <laughs> <laughs> something smells. Something smells bash, like shit around here. I oh, know it's me actually. I'm just being threatened by, with a gun by a fellow MC. Um, and um, did you ever get stitched up by any promoters? Because I think that's something that we 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 hear of uh, over the years. Yeah, I mean, I used to not stitched up. I would get asked if I would take a reduction. Do you know right. what I mean? So that's. A nice way of saying I haven't got all your money. Right. Um, did you have any choice about that? I mean, or is it was just like? Oh, well, no, you don't. I mean, no, you don't have any choice. I mean, you've really done. You've really done. You've really been out. You've had a good night. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I mean, you learn from that, <clears throat> and you you get the money up front nowadays. Right. Okay. Do you know right. what I mean? It's just But then it's like. But then that's that's why having a job, um, was helped. Do you know what I mean? Because you didn't walk away feeling, you walked away feeling a bit gutted but you didn't walk away thinking oh i can't pay the bills do you know what i mean did um when you when you went down to uh one one gig a night uh because of the because of the decision that you made due to that event and also you know becoming a dad and all that sort of stuff did did that did that change you viewed the whole thing and make it more enjoyable i, I did it, the reason why i got a job was to make it enjoy keep it enjoyable um, that's why I got a job to keep it enjoyable. Because um, I don't have, I don't have any any plans or focus to want to do it big. I've never thought of it. Even when I had a sound system, I never thought make it big. It's just like do this now. Do you know what I mean? And it's only like over time and watching other people. Like there's times I've gone away. Do you know what I mean? And I've I went to I was in Australia. And we had, we did went did the party, and we had uh, Norman J, Carl Cox, Laurent Garnier, myself. I mean, one other, I think, Carl Cox. And um, did the party. Do you know what I mean? What you do, and then afterwards you go around the back, and then you have these interviews. Do you know what I mean? And and that's when it kind of dawned on me that, boy, people have got a different agenda, because they they were talking about uh what records they got coming out what shows they got coming out this and that they had they had this promotion thing that they were they were promoting themselves and it came to me and they asked me questions it's like well just just raving <laughs> do you know what i mean i had nothing to promote nothing whatsoever do you know what i mean it's like right okay this is, this is a different game i mean yeah just and i'm still that way now i mean like I, I kind of muck about with toys and whatnot, but I don't really. If something comes up, then something comes up. That's how I see it. It's healthy. I think it's a healthy way to be. Um, and, and we've talked about what DJs you liked. What MCs did you uh, rate? You've in actually, you know what you've you've talked in the past previously about the sort of drum and bass MCs. Really, were there any hardcore MCs that you really rated? Who? who uh, yeah, I kind of liked. Um, I mean, it goes without saying, this Whiskers and the Storms, um, uh, Watsies, um, back in the day, it was like Odyssey, Sharky, um, Marley, do you know what I mean? Um, what, are you, what, are you, what, what are you like in an MC? What is it? What's, what's a I quality think, that you like? I think it's the, just, as I, that, that having the, having the, the hosting and the lyrics 
but the balance, do you know what I mean? But being kind of just a bit laid back about it, do you know what I mean? That 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 is what I kind of like, do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, just that hosting quality, really. I think that, I think that's just what I'm kind of I look for in an MC. Do you know what I mean? Like I heard I heard an MC that Randall was on. Uh, Randall was with that was on with Randall, um, and at the, at the beginning of the lockdown, he didn't do very many broadcasts at the time. And this guy came on, and I was just like, he's a bad boy. I'd never seen him again. Do you know what I mean? But he was wicked. Do you know what I mean? That came off. I was just like, I haven't seen an MC like that for a long time. Um, I can't remember his name either. I do remember talking to a couple of people about him too, because he just carried himself really well. Do you know I mean? But again, he, he just lyrics were right at the right time it stopped at the right time it was like conscious shit it's like yeah you're like boy good it was really good um but i can't remember his name i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and try and find him because as i said at the beginning at the very beginning of the lockdown randall didn't do many um and it wasn't very long either it was like a very it was like a half an hour 35 minutes kind of slot it, it well, was, it was send it through when you find it because I love it. I'd like yeah. to have a listen as well. Um, right. we, we spoke, we interviewed Watsy for a, a, a more raw, uh, a few like early on in our run. And, um, right. how long ago was that? Oh, about five months ago, about four, oh, Watsy, is it? Okay. yeah. And uh, he speaks very highly of you. He said hello. Um, and he Yo. he said that, um, he faced real po- problems with MC and politics. Now, he didn't get into MC until 2000, <laughs> 2001. Yeah. But the people he faced issues with politics-wise were the MCs that were around in the 90s. Did you ever experience any any issues with MC politics? What were the sort of things that went on? Uh, I think I think I might have been seen as a bit of an old fogan that's kept out of the picture. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, didn't um, I got called into. We got called. We got invited to to a, a, a discussion. Um, which had loads of MCs who MCed on the rave scene at the time, and it was, I think it was to do with um, being bounced or uh, the prices that people were paying, uh, the charging. And um, because even though you saw lots of rave MCs at, uh, and parties, you didn't, you weren't around them long enough to discuss issues unless it was a bad thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, but there was obviously a spout of people being bounced and it was a case of getting together and having a chat, working out how to do with that, do you know what I mean? Because you can't keep bouncing people and then people that are still going down and doing, working for them, do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's a bit kind of productive really, isn't it? So we just kind of kind of pulled together. New, an an new... MC union. Yeah, to an extent, do you know, to get, an extent. Get little membership cards and that sort of thing? No, no. No, no. Oh, I don't want to break it to you, mate, but I think the others did. Oh, uh, did they? No. <laughs> what? I've told you, it's that OAP business, isn't it? Of course they did, <laughs> you muppet. <laughs> well, I'm told by a lot of people. I told you, there you go. Is that, is that naivety again? Naivety, yeah. All right, I'll get you a little card, a little MC Union card with your, with your face on. Uh, it says, no shouts on it. Um, yeah. Uh, you, um, <laughs> I'm told by a lot of people that you are one of the more decent people in the scene. You don't really go and for those politics um is it is it is it a deliberate decision yeah i try to keep away from the politics as, as much as i can um but yeah i try to you you can't i mean 
yeah, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, Giza. I mean, it's a very diff- it is a difficult one because um, I have been I've been in it or seen it happen, um, and yeah, it's it's hard because you you do have to make a decision. Well, people make decisions for you. That's what they do. Do you know what I mean? It's better because you, you don't get booked anymore or or whatever because you're um, doing a promote. You're working for that promoter during the day. But it's, I, 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 I try to keep away from the politics. I know it sounds a bit. How have you managed selfish. it? Um, well, how have you managed it? I mean, what 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 is the what is the outcome of bad politics the outcome of bad politics is that you don't get any gigs in a certain place so you just got to be content with where you've got your gigs basically is what that falls down to and, and is that helped by not being a job not being a what not being a job you know not, not being relying, a job exactly yeah relying. yeah yeah of course yeah of course because you're not you're not you're not you don't want the politics to happen do you know what i mean you want people to sort it out for what, whatever it is but yeah, having a job means that you don't really have to go out and do all the gigs, which means you're just doing the gigs that you really, really want to do. Um, and 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 if and if you're doing it right, then you're not working for anything that's got any politics involved with it. And uh, finally, in this little segment, you are uh, going back to uh, your card that says no shouts on it. Um, right. You are famous for saying that line. It's uh, no, no shouts. <laughs> no shouts. Time to dance, etc. Et and then the next breath, and then the next breath, I'm shouting out the world. Yes, yes, right. <laughs> annoying the person that's been tugging on your jeans for the last hour. Um, do you just take giving shouts, or are you just really no, horrible? No, it, <laughs> it, no. It's it's. I think that happened when you realised when I realised that it was a thing. It's like no shout outs. Well, because basically what happened is that. I was going on the floor to dance with you and you're on the floor dancing and you've got the mic in your hand, but it, it kind of works when you're dancing them seeing, do you know what I mean? But because you're on the floor, everyone's on your case doing shout outs. And I'm not saying that people sh- should be mindful or realize how many shout outs I've just done, but they don't. They'll just keep asking. It's as asking. though they're all on drugs, Sean. So, so that, so that's, so that's, um, so that, so that's why that's happened. It's like it's exactly. It's, it's almost like a zombie state. <laughs> shout out, shout out. Did, hold on, I'm interested because you said, oh, it was it became a thing. When did it start? When did it start? Shouts. When did it become a thing? I guess it was take. Well, shout outs have always been there, but it was a case of, I think it. You know what? It might be Birkenhead. Birkenhead kind of. Course it was. When I first when I first became aware of Birkenhead was the shout out. So it might have been a Birkenhead thing. So a big shout out to the Birkenheads. I mean, honestly, they have done so much for tourist relations uh, in in terms of just just getting their name. Because when I first listened to Tape Packs, I was like, ah, oh, what the fuck is Birkenhead? Like, what what is a Birkenhead? Yeah, yeah, they and put them on the map. You, like, you go, yeah, they did, they did. <laughs> I mean, not not always in a good way, uh, but so, but you know, they did. They have got, got to start somewhere. You do, and uh, if anyone, I know we've got a few Birkenhead listeners. We love you all, man. Like you are, you kept no the, respect, you helped, you. Kept no respect, scene alive, you. They, man. Yeah, for real. They 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 uh, <laughs> they 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 lit up the floor. Do you know what I mean? When they walk in, there's not just them. I mean, you've got, but yeah, they they were definitely noticeable. 
Do you know what I mean? That's a polite way of putting it, Sean. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a lot of love for Beck and then so yeah, they know the score. It's all good. We hope you're enjoying today's episode of Raw. And that's where we ask you inevitably for your help to keep this project rolling on. We're a tight-knit team of four working part-time for free, taking no wages at this project to create this podcast. And it's quite a serious undertaking alongside our normal day jobs. Hopefully you can see from our progression from audio to video in the few months since we started this podcast that thanks to your ongoing donations, we've managed to improve our equipment. And I'm pleased to say your generosity means this podcast now washes its own face in terms of cost, which is absolutely great news. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much to any of you who've donated. Uh, we've got big, big plans for the future, but we aren't going to be able to do it without your support. So if you want us to keep making Raw, you're going to need to keep on funding Raw. And that will help with the cost of renting or buying recording kit and paying expenses to travel the country and interview more of your favourite rave artists from the 90s. So if you can spare anything at all, no matter how big or how small, you can do so at gofundme.com forward slash the 90s rave podcast. That URL again is gofundme.com forward slash the 90s rave podcast. And if you're not in a position to donate, we know it's a tough time for everybody. You can instead help by subscribing and sharing our content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You just need to search for Raw, the 90s rave podcast. Go and do that now, please. Massive love and respect to each and every one of you. So, Sean, you started as a DJ, you became an MC, but you do still DJ out, and it largely tends to be uh, techno, doesn't it? Why yeah. Why is it techno uh, when you are into so many different other styles? Uh, it's not only... T- it's only techno because... Um, I don't know, I, I like my techno, man. I like I like the grooves, I like the way you, you put it together, how you can... Do you know what I mean? It just takes on a bit of a journey. But I didn't always start playing techno. I mean, I, I used to play drum and bass. I used to buy lots of drum and bass. Do you know what I mean? And jungle techno. And um, and then before that, I, I used to buy all the early rave stuff, like all the, all the warp records. And do you know what I mean? It's just I used to buy all of that acid house. And then I worked at the record distribution company, and um, and gained, gained a load more tunes. Just fed, just just fed the need for all the other different genres that I liked. Do you know what I mean? So I'd play a lot of different music at home to myself in the mix, just so I can mix it. So I'd have chunks of house, just so that I can go in the in the mix of house and have a good session with it. Do you know what I mean? Um, um, and that, um, but then techno, uh, I don't know. It's just something that I've just I just like. I just like the the, the grooves. Do you know what I mean? I like. Um, I think I got into it deep when the Swedish boys came in. Do you know what I mean? Your Adam Bears and your Carries and Thomas Crobes and all that. And they started kind of... You like just... Adam Bayer? Don't be dissing the man. I mean, he Fucking was a bad boy back boring, in the... boring, man. <laughs> it was a bad boy back in the day. But then <laughs> I hear no what you're saying. Dogs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he is if you're a woman. If you're a girl, you might like Adam well, Bayer, right? Interesting. Yeah, that's, that, that's quite interesting. To, that's interesting to hear because, yeah, he, he was... A, he was a, I used to work for uh, Prime Distribution, who was the, um, the home for Adam Bayer's drum code and code red label back in the day. And it was serious shit. Do you know what I mean? Everybody wanted to be that. 
actually. I mean, the, the amount I mean, of spin I mean, be, I mean, to be fair, I'd quite like to be Adam Bayer, but that doesn't mean I like his music. I mean, and what I mean, about... I'm, interv- I'm interviewing in my loft, so... Uh... Yeah, but, I mean, but, then, you, but then, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like, Adam <laughs> Bayer... I mean, I mean, when, when did you he start command, Raven? He commands when did you, thousands and thousands of pounds. When did you start first? Raven? 2000. Thank you for pointing right, okay, out cool. all of our listeners. So 2000. So in 2000, it. I was working in record distribution uh, in London. And had I been working? And I was buying those tunes back then. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, you, you wouldn't. What did, what, what did you get into? What a happy hardcore! Yeah, so you wouldn't be listening to Adam Bayer on that anyway. He would have been. No, no. I mean, I saw Adam Bayer at uh, Ultra Music Festival. Oh, oh that was a, that a couple of years ago? They were then again. I mean, what he's doing now is it's questionable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're so polite. Love it. <laughs> Even when you quite clearly think something's absolute dog well, turd. No, I've got, still I've like, got yeah, put, you know, he's got a, it's got its qualities. I got to put the shit in context. Do you know what I'm saying? He's, he's doing what Sven Vaff did back in the day with Heart House Recordings and IQ and all that kind of sorry, with IQ Recordings and all that. So it's it's just a case of just putting it in context. Yeah. I mean, they, those guys have got some life, I tell you. I mean, what fucking... Lo- I mean, although, you know, you could also work in IT and do the odd gig from time to time, <laughs> you know. It's all got yeah. its positives, doesn't it? Um, and, well, Helmut Leichenberg says that your techno... This is a real praise, actually. He says that your techno sets are the stuff of legend alongside Warlock, etc. Very serious heads-down music for proper rude boys. No cheesy quavers. Um, he wanted me to ask you about the uh, Revelation Nights in Plymouth to ask about playing some of those deeper, harder uh, techno acid records to predominantly happy and gabber crowds. Um, well, and, and how that well, the, works and how they responded. Well, the thing is, it was, um, it was known for that. Do you know what I mean? So it, it was, again, I mean, Plymouth, the Southwest was kind of, they were open to a lot of different music um so uh, they were up for that i mean it, it, they were up for us experimenting with those tunes uh, do you know what i mean and it, it was good times it was us trying to find our feet trying to understand what what this was where it's going do you know what i mean so um and the residents for that were um myself um mac one ran the show do you know what i mean uh, myself dj producer Rossi, Aphasia, and we had some boys. We had some. We had Carl Cox was there like all the time. Easy Groove was there all the time. Billy Nasty, Frank the Wolf. Um, we had some boys, but prior to that, it was Revelation was breakbeat. I found an old fly the other day. It had Bookham on it. Do you know what I mean? And I think they might have had Swanee there uh, and a couple of others. So, um, and that, that, that was just, that was when Asin was around. I don't know if you remember Aeson. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that that era, do you know what I mean? Or of, of breakbeat where it was all kind of futuristic and it had the techie elements to it, stuff like that. And then we kind of then went on the techno on the techno side because drum and bass definitely did a step of it, right? We're gonna do this. So I then made a the conscious decision to go go um techno. And what's been your favorite DJ set? too many <laughs> there's been too many it's not you know what it's not necessarily a set it's i think it's going to be like a party or 
collection of parties. Do you know what I mean? Um, because I've had good, I've had some good DJs at after parties. Do you know what I mean? Or good DJ. So I, I can't really. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I can't answer that. They, they, they've had some good ones. Why did you decide to be an MC rather than a DJ when it's quite clear that what you know what what does it for you is is the tunes. So, you know, you say it again and again and again. So why didn't uh, you, why didn't you decide to pursue the DJ route? There's a couple. I don't know if I should say this. There's a couple of when I when I first realised about raves and the amount of jocks there were. Do you know what I mean? I thought, okay, look, I'm gonna try and go. I think because the MC thing kind of took off unexpectedly, I thought, right, okay, let me. I'm gonna run with this and see if I can get in as an MC and then flip it as a DJ. Do you know what I mean? And um, I had too much of a good time as an MC, really. Right. To be better with you. Do you know what I mean? The jocks were bad, as in good. I mean, also uh, going back to your non-writing of lyrics like no one likes doing homework do they whereas if you're a dj you've got to do loads of homework man and like also if you're an mc that writes bars you've got to do your homework you've got it fucking made mate you just yeah. turn up and you go ladies ladies <laughs> are you having a good time you know yeah. welcome to the party etc etc and it's like happy days see you later i'll have my money all right yeah it's reduced but that's fine but i'll have it anyway <laughs> whoa 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 <laughs> condensed condensed <laughs> Um, rah, okay. Um, no, it, yeah. Lovely existence. What a lovely career. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been good. I mean, I, I did, as I said, I just, it's just been fun. It's been, it hasn't been, it hasn't been no calculations. I haven't gone right. Okay, I want to do this, and I've never. It just thought it just happened. Do you know what I mean? Um, it just happened, and it all stemmed from doing that Zenith night. Really, do you know, what I mean? you, Simon. Do you wish you'd got more DJ bookings? Not really, because I mean, to me, I couldn't, I couldn't find them tunes. As much as I go to the record shops every all the time, do you know what I mean? It's like I'm going out and I'm hearing tunes that I I can't get hold of. Do, do you know what I mean? So I was quite happy just to hear the tunes to be very honest with you, because that's and then over time you 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 get the tunes. Do you know what I mean? But to hear have DJs play them tunes well, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that that's 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 been a that's been good to to, to be able to MC to them. Do you, do you have a, a crowning moment of the nineties? Uh, a moment that you look back on and you go, "That was." A I think I think I think the um, if I was going to be really honest about it, I think the universe parties are going to be the ones that I go, "That's that's it," because I was their resident MC. I went and collected the award for best rave at the Albert Hall Forum. Do you know what I mean? Really? Um, yeah. Wicked. Um, what awards was that? There, there wasn't many. Exactly at the Albert Hall too. Wow. I've got a picture of it. Do you know what I mean? I like, stood there with the with the award for the for best promoter. Amazing. And I went along and picked that. But yeah, because they 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 had faith in me and they let me get on with it. And I met Prodigy and everyone that he played and everyone who worked there. I met. Do you know what I mean? Because I was the host MC. You know what I mean? So I think that would have been... Um, and stop. I'm going to just backtrack a little bit. Plymouth. Plymouth has got a lot to play because um, when jocks used to come down to Plymouth, there was no such thing as a VIP area. Do you know what I mean? They were on the floor with you, or still on the bar with you. Do you know what I mean? So I got to meet a lot of people that way. 
you know what I mean? Because I'd come down to, to play and like a jumping Jack Frost was, was a prime example. I was, stood in the, I was stood in the queue as a raver. I used to listen to him on pirate radio. Do you know what I mean? I was stood in the queue as a raver. So I studied in Plymouth. First, one of the first raves that had ever gone on up there. So I went along, stood in the queue. He's coming along with his bag on his shoulder. Went along the queue, looked at me, went, you. Went along with, and he got me in for free. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, wow. oh, okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Nice. So yeah, I, so, so I think Plymouth kind of got me good close um, and gave me exposure to the jots because they they had to sit down on the floor with you. And then Universe, I think, for the experience of, because they just used to always try something different. Or try, always tried something different. Fantasia used to do do that too. Do you know what I mean? Have a stage going down into the crowd. Do you know what I mean? And then you just walk in and it's just heads all around you. Do you know what I mean? So they, they always used to um, try something different and yeah, make it exciting. So I'd say 91, 92, um, 93, 94, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's all the years, basically. Yeah. You, you've named half a decade. I, I don't mean you can, that's not one year, that's not your favourite year, is it? That's your favourite no, five exactly. years of the 10. Exactly, that, that, <laughs> because it was because it wasn't just that. Off the back of that, you had your fibre optics, you had your dance planets, you had... Do you know what I mean? You had all these other things going on. Then you had the smaller clubs as well, which were banned, like your ecstatics in Bristol. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was massive. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so you had these things that were, that were feeding the sea, and the sea was just fresh and new. And then you had basement, basement records open. You'd go down to basement records. So there's like a big movement going on. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, it's not, I can't, I, there you go, I can't really put it down to a party. I've got, there's, there's so much going on, do you know what I mean? To, that, that, that made you think brilliant. And you could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Stop. Uh, you're listening to the 90s Raid podcast with me, Tom Latcham, talking to MC Ribs. Uh, we'll be back very shortly to wrap this all up and uh, talk a bit about what uh, Ribs is doing right now, which is not a whole lot. Your name's not Dan, you're not coming in. So as we complete this uh, interview with MC Ribs here on Raw, the 90s Rave podcast with me, your host, Tom Latcham, we're going to bring you up to date with what he's doing now when he's not living uh, in the country with chickens and pigs and goats and whatever you want. Uh, what? Pigs? I don't know. <laughs> I've not. I haven't been to the country in a while. I've not left home in in, in, nine, in nine months. Um, nobody, of course, is playing out at the moment. And I know that you've scaled back a lot of what you do. But when you do play out, do you get the same buzz you did thirty years ago? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I, um, yeah, I do. I mean, I'm, a lot of the stuff I'm doing now is local. Do you know what I mean, it would be Western Supermare or. Plymouth or Exeter, so uh, it's just a case. Yeah, I, no, they, yeah, they are. I mean, I, especially when you go to something like Love Summer, which is like the, the festival in, in, in Plymouth, um, and then you're. It's just a, you're around your mates who who have been around before you were ribs. Do you know what I mean? So they know you before you were that person. Uh, so it kind of keeps you grounded. But they have good jocks. They play good tunes, and that's what it's about. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and um, yeah, and they they always they always pull out 
good selection of music, which is always always nice to MC too. And when we go uh, out of COVID again, do you think you can still last all night? And that's not me asking you for sex again, by the way. I should point out. <laughs> uh, I I have um, I don't know if I could do all night anymore. It's it, it, it's a weird one, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, you kind of in the, in your head, you kind of you have your old. It's it's just the young you in your head until you go out and you, you deal with it and you have a go. Do you know what I mean? And, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, and how do you feel about not being able to perform? Do you? A lot of people we speak. A lot of people we speak to, if not relied on it, did. You know, it was made up a, a large portion of or a portion of their income. But it doesn't really for you. I don't think by the sounds of it. So it is about the buzz. But do you? Re- how much do you miss performing? Uh, at the moment, no. I think it's a case of. I, I think it's a case of if it was happening, you wish you were there. Do you know what I mean? But nothing's happening. So, no. I mean, I'm, I've kind of um, got out my way to make myself available to do broadcasts and stuff, which is a form of p- performing. Do you know what I mean? Um, but. No, I mean, I've got like a couple of residencies that I do to, to, that keeps that keeps me happy, which are, which are local, like um, a tech house shuffle in Western Sydney, or um, I might go down to Biz Kids or, or there's in Plymouth. So just kind of <clears throat> just just because they they play good tunes. Do you know what I mean? Go, I'm going to hear some good music. I'm going to have a good night. Good people. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then Chapel of Chaos might happen every now and again, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm doing enough. I'm just keeping it real in the day. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not gonna be that same person that I was back in the nineties. Do you know what I mean? I won't be able to be to do it to that to, to that level. It's not around. No, well I mean? that was around. actually brings me on to my next question is how you view the the current rave scene, obviously prior to COVID, how you view the, mm. the, the current rave scene and, and, and how it stood. It's I can't even remember what it was like. It's it's, it's weird, <laughs> isn't it? You it's like erase. Um, I it was it was struggling, if you ask me. Um, it was struggling before the whole COVID thing happened. <clears throat> struggling in what way? Well, I think for numbers and direction. To be very honest with you, um, do you mean um, do you mean UK hardcore in particular, or Germany? Uh, well, you can't. It all it all helped itself. It all fed fed UK with UK hardcore. We had a backroom. Do you know what I mean? We they, they would give us a backroom, so it kind of all worked hand right. in hand. Do you, do you know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned, and that granted, it might not have been ideal, but it worked. Um, but I think it was all kind of. I think it was it it was it was struggling. It wasn't like how it was. I mean, there were some upsets. Um, with the Gabba scene splitting and, and all that kind of stuff, and it just kind of all it, the COVID didn't help because it was finding a way. Do you know what I mean? If anything, with COVID, what what COVID's doing is helping people um, take stock and, and and get ready for when things do come back. And do you think there will be an explosion after this? I I'm, I'm really optimistic. I think there is going to be. Might be a sh- for a short period of time, but I think there will be, and um, and those who are um, 
active, I suppose, on social media will be the ones to watch. Well, there's been a lot of talk about the return of Helter Skelter. Um, you were uh, a regular, if not a resident, there in the yeah, yeah. in the Technodrome um, back in the 90s, some, one of the biggest parties of the 90s. Would you welcome a return? I thought, I thought my mouth so many times with this, <clears throat> where people said, I'm going to do like a, I'm going to do a reunion point. And I go, yeah, don't do that. That's not a good idea. And all of a sudden they've, they've prospered a bit all. So I'm going to say, um, it'll be great to do one, uh, do one more uh, and, uh, and see how it goes. Do you know what I mean? Hopefully we'll go and do one more. There'll be a fresh new bunch of people ready to take it on and move it on for another 10 years. But even if it's a good one-off, I mean, you went to Resurrection, weren't you? You were performing there yeah. at the reunion, um, was it well, a year and a bit ago? Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. It was a real success, right? Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I mean, that was really good. I mean, diverse selection of chins. I mean, you haven't seen anything like that for a long time where the, the jocks, the, the BPM, the BPMs varied, which was good. Up and down, up, and the crowd stayed there for it too. Do you know what I mean? Do you think that's, if, that? I mean, that's what happened with the split, right? And then it went off in so many different directions. But so we we spoke to, to Force and Styles uh, a while ago um, on the pod, and and they said that they hope, they think hope, whatever, that when COVID's gone, what might happen is there might become more of a return to mixed arenas because we've moved so far apart. But actually, if it comes back together a bit more, and and they did point out, they said that you know, like on the continent, they do that a lot more. It's only really in the UK we've got that sort of split and divergence. When you can, when you when you think the UK, that's how it used to be. You used to have that split, that thing, but that can work. Um, that can work. I can't, I can't, I can't see why that can't work. It'll be not, no, no. It'll be nice if that could work. But you don't. You, but you suspect it'll be it probably, nice. probably Well, won. yeah. It, it, you, you've got to. Um, I mean, you've got that. Those people on the floor have got to like everything that's coming at them, and it's such a vast, such a vast, um, such a vast difference between styles. The chances of. It's chances of your drum and bass guy hanging around and listening to Force and Stars, no disrespect to that, it's, it's not going to happen. You're going to get vast movements happening. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. I, that's, what, that's what I'm going to say. It'll be nice if that could work. Do you, do you know what I mean? You, um, can I, I've asked you all about all, all the styles, except really about drum and bass. You used to do that quest and various things, and, yeah. and you don't really do it anymore. No. Why? Because, uh, um, <clears throat> well, when I was, I got asked to do the fabrics for for Bookham, and um, I kind of, kind of just wanted to to focus on techno, really. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was, um, yeah, because I hadn't really put any effort into techno. I mean, I'd like to, I'd buy the tunes, and then I wouldn't take the gigs because I'd be too busy emceeing. Do you know what I mean? So I thought, um, whilst I was kind of going from taking time out with my little boy do you know what I mean I will kind of work focus on the techno because that's so that's why I kind of moved away from that really do, do you know what I mean in terms of DJing um, or emceeing in terms of emceeing I, I mean drum and bass 
you had to make it. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> I don't make it. I love it. I, I used to buy it. I used to work in those record shops and I used to collect. I've got some good early stuff. Do you know what I mean? The early metal heads and moving shadows and full cycle, just stuff that I, I used to pick up when I was at record shops. But I didn't, just didn't, um, just didn't, I just didn't go down that road really. I just, I just sat, sat with the But I think four. you're fantastic on, on, on drum and bass. I, I've seen you, uh, there's a YouTube video which is well worth digging out. It's from Vegan Fest or something. Right, yeah, Veg Fest or something. Strange thing to have. But anyway, um, they, <coughs> and they had Bookham and you, and you hype in the crowd, and everyone's loving it. And, and I'm it was great, just, that was. Yeah, so why don't you do more of that? Um, I don't know because I kind of, I've kind of got it in my head that drum and bass people know what they want to hear over their music and drum and bass DJs know what MCs they want to hear over music. So I just kind of don't, don't go there. I just leave it. I think it's drum and bass is lost, Sean. Uh, no, it's not. It's just a case of just, it's not. The, <laughs> I mean, I do get people asking me. I do get, I do get texts of people saying that they, they uh, like from, I think Birmingham where they are, they're, they're putting on some nights and they wanted me to go down and MC for them, which, which is nice. Do you know what I mean? I thought I was going to go down and check it out because I just thought, well, are you sure that you want me to? Let me just, I'm going to come down and have a look and see what, what, what it's like. And then if I think that I kind of fit in and I could do something with that, then I, I will go with it. Do you know what I mean? If I don't, then, then I won't. But, but they seem to like me and they seem to think the same as you do. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, well, so we, so that's quite nice. So, that, quite nice so that they there did you ask go, me. mate. Mate, there you go. Uh, mate, people do what would like to hear you on. I mean, actually, we've had people when we announced you sort of saying how much they loved hearing you on Drum and Bass and Jungle. Bit, it's a shame you don't do it anymore. So, well, but it's just it's because I don't, because I kind of associate it with lyrics now and I'm not a lyrical MC. GQ's not a lyricist. Yeah, I know that. And he's one of the guys who has got that balance right. Do you know what I mean? But then he's, but then he's like, he's like a world and all that. He's like, it's fucking GQ at the end of the day. Do yeah, but your fucking ribs. I know, I know. I yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. And on that note, <laughs> you are fucking ribs, and we all fucking love you. So thank, thank you, you so much for your time. We have thoroughly enjoyed this interview, and I hope everyone at home has enjoyed listening to it. You don't speak very often, but when you do, it means a lot, and it's been a pleasure. So thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me, and um, yeah. And uh, sorry if I haven't name checked any of you and I've forgotten you peeps, anyone. But I thought you were a prick. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Yes, and I'm keeping that bit in. Well, we hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of Raw. We've certainly enjoyed making it and bringing it to you. And we want to make more. Uh, But to do so, we are going to need some of your help, I'm afraid. Uh, We are just normal people with normal jobs. This is a hobby and not a very well-paid one at that. In fact, it's not paid at all. Uh, We've invested quite a bit of our money to keep this this show going. Uh, But we could really use some of your help. Uh, as well any donation big or small we know it's a difficult time for you all out there it's a difficult time for all of us uh, but any donation you can give whatever size will help us go towards improving our kit it will help us get on the road pay expenses to go and interview some of your 90s rave favorites uh, and also just uh, keep bringing you some more banging 90s rave content if you do feel able to help that'd be great if you don't we do understand uh, but if you can head over to gofundme.com forward slash the 90s rave podcasts that address i'll repeat just one more time gofundme.com forward slash the 90s rave podcast 
Uh, and if you can't give any money or you want to join our community, why don't you head over to Twitter? Why don't you head over to Instagram? Why don't you head over to YouTube? And why don't you head over to Facebook? Search Raw the 90s Rave Podcast. Like us, subscribe to us, do all that. Get involved.